Hi, it's Scott Hamilton with Rockfile Radio on the uh, Skype phone right now with uh, a guitarist I am a huge fan of. Uh, it's Richard Henschel of Haken. How are you doing today? I'm very good. I'm very good. It's approaching autumn over here, which is my favorite season. So, yeah, I'm doing, doing very well. I love fall as well, but I live in Florida these days, and we're still hitting 90-degree temperatures, so it certainly doesn't feel like fall here. <laughs> yes, you don't really get a, a fall or autumn over there, do you? It's just constant constant heat uh yeah it cools off a little bit we get maybe two to four weeks a year where i actually pull out jeans or a jacket but no we don't get very very cool and for what you're used to anyway well we get 90 percent rain maybe 10 percent kind of less rain (laughs) (laughs) the best weather over here well, I got to say, this has been the year of Haken for me as a fan who's been a fan for, uh, well, at least eight years, almost ten. Um, I-, I got an incredible live album and live DVD earlier this year, and then I got a brand new album that's just blowing my mind. So thank you very much for the music and making my uh, Haken dreams come true this year. Well, thank you for sticking by us for eight years or so. <laughs> that's been, I guess, since the beginning of... Um well, our professional career since we released Aquarius, so that's a long time. Um, but yeah, we had a, a live album earlier this year, which has essentially been 10 years in the making. Um, we've always wanted to do a live album, but we've never gotten around to it. But we had loads of requests over the years, so we thought, as we were celebrating our 10-year anniversary, it'd be the perfect time to kind of put a bookmark at that. Well, it's a great show. I mean, you really... Yeah, you, you captured an incredible evening, it appears. Yeah, well, that was the final show of um, a European leg of the anniversary tour. And I think by that point, we'd done so many shows, um, the music was fully ingrained in our fingers, and we were just kind of left a bit more free to perform the music as best we could. And uh, I think it turned out really well, and there was a good crowd there, like we usually get in Amsterdam. So the whole night was very fun. I'm glad we managed to capture it. So that was recorded um, almost, what, a year and a half ago, a little more than that. So you've had some time to work on that and obviously do some mixing and stuff. But how did that kind of lead you into recording Vector? Because you've got 10 years behind it. You kind of closed a book with all that. And then you, what was the mindset of like moving forward? What are we going to do with Vector? Well, with Vector, we decided to take the same approach that we adopted with Affinity, where we fully... uh, were fully collaborative and we wrote the music as a band which was something new to us at that point um and i think with affinity it took us in a new fresh direction uh, which was very exciting so we took on that same approach and uh, we wrote it together and this time around we set out about four or five months just to intensively work on the music and you know push the music as a band so six of us working all on the same page and pushing it as hard as we could essentially um, so I think working in this way really helped us be a lot more efficient and more concise than we've ever been in the past. In the past, we've written an album um, over a year or two sometimes, whereas this time we were a lot more efficient. We did it in four months, and I think that really helped the music flow. And working to a deadline, I guess that allows you to know where the end point is, and um, you know, because sometimes you could just be working on ideas for. Like an, an infinite amount of hours, but it's good sometimes to have a deadline. Now, as a fan, every time I get a new Haken album, I'm like, 
this is the best thing they have done. The debut album blew my mind. And then, you know, a year and a half later, I got a new album. I'm like, they're even better on this one. And that continued. I thought you weren't going to top the mountain. I thought you weren't going to top <laughs> Affinity. And I know that as, a, as an artist, you probably don't go in the studio to go, well, we got to top our last great album. But, you know, is that all that weigh on you? Because you know you have a seriously good body of work behind you. Well, thank you so much. I mean, when we when we record an album, we get stuck in this bubble where we just lose all perspective on what is good anymore. It's hard <laughs> to gauge, yeah, because like, we've been stuck like writing the music for four or five months and then recording it for another two or three months. So the whole by the end of the process, you can't. It's hard for you to gauge whether the music's any good anymore. So it's it's really cool and affirming to hear positive feedback from from people over the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not something we consciously set out to do. We just want to write music that appeals to us um, and stuff that essentially reflects what we listen to and what we've experienced over that period. Um, and I guess this album really does that. I mean, we, we all have a love for heavier music, um, especially when I was growing up. I listened to a lot of bands like Fear Factory, Machine Head, and a lot of hardcore music. And then Meshuggah as well came a bit later on. Um, so I feel that a lot of those influences can be heard on this record. So it's, it's really cool to be in a position where we can really celebrate these influences in, uh, in our music. And I think I read uh, when the album, when you were first doing some of the early interviews, you called the album a little more riffy. Yeah. I think <laughs> like uh, a lot of the ideas actually formed uh, through some, some jam sessions that we, that we had. We'd never really written so much like that in the past, but we thought it'd be cool to try and get more of a, a natural organic approach to the music and uh, so Charlie and Ray and I we met up a few times and just kind of planted a few initial seeds of ideas just through jamming in that kind of band setting and I feel that really gave uh, some of those early ideas a more kind of guitar and riff driven approach right uh, which later kind of grew into you know more fleshed out raw sounding songs um, so yeah, that's how that came about. I feel. Do you have a favorite song or a couple of songs on the album? I mean, obviously, people are just hearing uh, the Good Doctor and Puzzle Box, but I've had a chance to listen to the whole album, and I like the long ones like Veil. But <laughs> Veil's going to be very fun because that's um, there's a lot of riffs going on there, and um, a lot of the fans of our longer songs, I feel, are going to dig that one. There's a lot of themes in that one that keep grow and expand and kind of morph throughout the songs, um, but that's going to be a lot of fun live. I feel. And now I guess that one's got most of the, the technical stuff on there in terms of solos and right. kind of unison lines and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's going to be fun. And I, I'm really looking forward to playing Neil by Mouth as well, mm -hmm. which is an instrumental track, um, which we haven't really done for a while. The last one was on Visions, which was Portals and Premonition, actually. We had two on that album. Um, so yeah, that one's going to be a great deal of fun live. Because I feel like the opening two minutes of that track are arguably the heaviest kind of two minutes we've ever had as a band. So that's going to be really cool live. I mean, I think it's going to translate pretty well to the stage. And um, I guess that one, for me, is a kind of tip of the hat to Fear Factory, you know, that kind of industrial, right. hard-hitting metal sound. That, for me, feels like um, that kind of vibe so yeah i'm looking forward to kind of melting some faces with that one i can't wait to hear it live you guys are going to be down here i believe the second week of november so yeah 
yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing playing these new songs. I feel when we usually come up with a, a set list, we usually gravitate towards the heavier, hard-hitting songs. And this album is kind of full of these tracks. So I have a feeling that these songs are going to go down well on the stage. And also with, um, with the tours that are coming up, we've, we've got a new, new light guy working with us who's going to be programming all of the lights um, in sync with all of the polyrhythmic rhythmic stuff Ooh. going on. So it's going to be like a step up from our previous um, live shows, which I really can't wait to be part of. Oh, looking forward to it like you have no idea. So when, when you guys are, are recording in the studio, who decides who plays the leads between you and Charlie? Do you flip a coin or is it the guy who wrote the song or what? You know? Well, no, we, we try and keep it fairly balanced. I mean, a lot of bands will have a rhythm player and then a lead player. Right. Uh, but, you know, when we're practicing our youth, we, we both practiced, you know, both sides of guitar playing. Um, so when it comes to sharing out the parts, we, we just try and keep it as even as possible. No one really wants to steal the limelight in, in the band as in general, actually, to be honest. I mean, it's more about the culmination of all of us together as a band, uh, not, not necessarily about the sums. I love that. But a band has to kind of do that to be, you know, to be um, uh, long-lasting. Yeah, I, I really feel that the music should come first. It's not about individual celebrities uh, and stardom. Not, I'm not saying we're <laughs> famous or we're <laughs> stars, but... You know what I mean? It's not so much about that. It's more about the collective, unified vision uh, of the band. And that's how we've always approached our music. And it definitely will be how we always move forward. Now, a couple of years ago, I was backstage at a show and I was planning to interview the two opening acts. I had no plans to interview the main act. But a manager walks up to me and goes, hey, you're a radio guy? Yeah, come here. And he threw me in a room with Nolly Getgood. <laughs> and I had done no, I had done no prep at all. We sat down and we just started talking about coffee and scuba diving and recording. How was he? Is a super nice guy, super intelligent. How was it working with him? Yeah, like you say, he's such such a nice guy. Really humble, down to earth. And um, like during the early stages of our writing, we knew that the songs were going down a heavier direction. And his name just popped out and it just seemed like the right choice um, to kind of marry up with the, the style of music we were working on. Um, and also, as a bonus, he lives fairly close to us. So he's only two hours drive from where we live in London. Nice. Uh, which was very cool. So, yeah, he was amazing to work, work with. He was very, very receptive of our ideas. And he also gave us a lot of tips and advice in terms of the production. Um, so he came down and oversaw the first day of uh, drum recording. And he, he helped out Ray by tuning his head in a specific way, which really brought out the natural resonance of the kit. Right. Which, yeah, as a result, gave the drums such a huge sound that we've never really had before. So that, that was cool. And the other benefit was that we were able to travel down to his studio in Bath and basically run our dry guitar signals through a bunch of like crazy amplifiers that he has in his studio. It's mad. He's got about 10 amazing heads and um, kind of cabinets. So that was cool, just to be able to sit there and have input into the kind of heavy tone that we wanted, and also just to get a general insight of what it's like to be sitting in a producer or a mixer's chair and uh, just bounce ideas back and forth, like in a live kind of one-to-one -one basis. Which is, yeah, so that whole experience was very fun. 
And I don't want to go, well, you're going to work with him again? Because there's a long, there's a tour cycle going on and some more songwriting to do. But it sounds like you had a great time. Yeah, I mean, because in the past, the last three records were two albums and one EP before Nolly. We worked with Jens Bogren. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously amazing at what he does. And what he did with our music was equally amazing. He's just, he's a complete wizard. Uh, but obviously, we wanted to mix it up a bit and try something new with this one because the music sounded fairly different to our previous stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it would be cool to try another couple of records with Nolly because it was amazing working with him. And I've, I really feel he's brought another dimension to our sound, uh, which would love to take a bit further on the next record. I love that. <laughs> well, I was looking over your bio that you have on Facebook, and what is your favorite badly dubbed kung fu movie? Oh, wow. I love um, Five Pattern Dragon Claw, which is... That's a, a pretty movie. obscure one. Yeah, I've got a big, big love for really badly dubbed kung fu films. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's a whole bunch of them in the 70s where they kind of dub it with some weird Evo Cockney accent or some kind of redneck from the Deep South. So it's <laughs> right, but it has a, a massive comical value to it. It's actually a really cool film um, by a guy called Steve Odenkirk, Odenkirk, I think his name was. Mm-hmm. Who, I think he did Nutty Professor 2, uh, which is a bit of an odd bit of trivia. But he, he's a massive Kung Fu fan. And he did a film called Kung Pao. Have you ever seen that? Very funny. Yeah, you've seen it? And oh, he, yeah. <laughs> he, he took a film, I can't remember what it's called, something like Eagle Crane something. Uh, I don't know the name of the original film, but he took a classic Kung Fu film from the 70s and just completely dubbed it in such a comical way, um, which is basically he kept the spirit of those badly dubbed films from the 70s, which I found massively funny it's one of my favorite comedies of all time very entertaining film absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it also says you're a comics fan so you marvel dc or independent oh yeah well i love image yeah, yeah <laughs> great. Uh, i love uh, dc as well for mainly the batman comics but i love um, what image are doing with uh, all of these kind of new more raw contemporary ideas but there's so many amazing um, kind of comics out there. One one I've been uh, reading fairly recently is Southern Bastards. Oh, yeah. Have you, have you read that? That's I amazing. haven't read it, but I see the name mentioned a lot. Yeah, it's really cool, really kind of raw artwork. And it's almost like the first edition of that is almost like a samurai film. The way a guy kind of, he walk, I'm pretty sure they based it on the whole imagery of, of samurai films. Uh, but he walks into town and he basically just wipes out the whole town with a stick, <laughs> which is <laughs> um, pretty amazing. Uh, but yeah, check him out if you're a fan of comics. It's a, definitely a nice modern take on, on the whole comics genre. I got back into them a couple years ago, and the one thing I noticed is just there are so many, and it's so episodic, it's hard to keep up unless you have like a good shop that'll h- hang on to your issues for you and things like that. Yeah. There's so many I, titles. I, I t- totally agree. There's so much, just like with music, it's, such an oversaturated market it's hard i reckon the best thing to do is just to pick pick a few and then go back and you know collect all the additions and and then i guess it can get fairly expensive so i I just buy i buy them secondhand to be honest which is when i'm on tour in america i love to find comic book stores in uh, each city and see if i can find cheap deals and secondhand books right it can add up to like crazy amounts of money well, we've got some good ones down here. When you come down, we'll see if you have time. 
Oh, that'd be great. Just show me around. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be fun. <laughs> so tell me what else is up for Haken. You're gearing up for this tour. It begins at the end of the month. You'll be in the United States for a little over a month. Yeah, look, really looking forward to it. I mean, for one, to play the new songs, um, it's going to be amazing. And it's just always fun coming to America. We always see new new people and like new places. So it's going to be great. And also sharing the stage with Leprous, who are amazing, one of the greatest live bands at the moment. Um, and also just generally the music they come out with is just so original and fresh. They were, so they, they were just here a few months ago. I actually got to meet them for the first time. Another band I've been a fan of for several years. And the nicest guys. I mean, I, I expected moody and kind of dark. And, and oh, no, they hugging and, and, and smiles and yeah. until they hit the stage. Then it's a little more moody. But Yeah, I guess they could have kind of. <laughs> <laughs> get into character we did a tour with them in the UK um, in, I think it was 2013 and every night they just came onto the stage just nailed the songs like note for note perfectly with like so much precision but also injected like a crazy amount of passion and like rawness in the performance which just blew me away I just, I just loved it so much so yeah, we've kept in contact over the years and we, we always bump into each other at festival dates and stuff so uh, we thought it would be just great to like go over to america with those guys and see you know see what we can do that's gonna be fun and also bent me um really good band yeah they're really like the compositions they've come out with are amazing such great dynamics and i've heard they're an amazing live band as well so looking forward to seeing them yeah it's it's hard to find like a a studio video of them because every single one is them performing live i mean that's how tight the band is yeah they're just amazing i just love the music and um it reminds me of a little bit of Deer Hunter, um, who I'm a massive fan of. Mm-hmm. So really looking forward to checking those guys out on, on a nightly basis. Yeah, I was looking at some of the artists you like, the Deer Hunter, Gentle Giant, so new, classic. And of course, the last one listed is Pink Floyd. What's your favorite Floyd album, your go-to? Not the best one, your go-to. Yeah, I love um, Animals. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a really, really cool album. They're just a great band, and they've... Um, yeah, I guess they hold the torch for the, the probably the greatest UK prog band of all time. Maybe all King Crimson are another great band. But um, yeah, they're such a great band. I've I unfortunately never got a chance to see them. I kind of miss that boat. But I saw I saw David Gilmore a couple of times um, at the Royal Albert Hall, and he's just an amazing guitarist and such a great performer. And she uh, Roger Waters as well. I saw him do the Wall tour um, when he did that at the O2 which was equally amazing I, I could sit and watch David Gilmore play scales I think I could just you know <laughs> he could just make you cry playing a C major scale yeah with a note <laughs> yeah say something about his playing but I did get to see Pink Floyd five times in my life, twice on the 87-88 tour, uh, three times on the 94-95 tour, and surround sound in a stadium with lasers and that guitar, and it, uh, you know, I don't think I'll ever have an experience like that again as long as I live. I, I really feel they epitomized what was great about prog music at that time, and they just took it to a whole new level, and like you say, the live show was like a, a whole other world of experience. But um, I never got to see that. But my dad uh, did. He was a huge Pink Floyd fan. I think that kind of rubbed off on me. And he saw, I think the last show he saw of theirs was the Pulse tour. Yep. Which uh, looked amazing. He went with my older brother, but I just just missed out. By about three <laughs> years. So 
which I always kind of regret, but I'm, I, know, I couldn't do anything about it. So I see you're a fan of some of the newer bands. Who are some of your favorite up-and-coming bands you've heard lately? I saw Carnival on there and a couple other, even though they've been around for a couple of years. People are just starting to get to them. Is there anything yeah. you're listening to now that's new that you're like, this is pretty darn good? Well, one guy, he's not a band, but he's a, a solo jazz pianist called Tigran Hamassian. Um, he's an Armenian guy, and he, he fuses these crazy folk rhythms from Armenia, um, although they are his own <laughs> rhythms and um, kind of melodies, with these crazy syncopated meshuggah-like polyrhythmic stuff. It's just madness. I mean, you've never heard anything like it. Um, so for me, uh, obviously I play piano as well, but um, when I'm playing my guitar, I try to channel some of his kind of spirit into my guitar playing. Uh, so he's a massive inspiration for me. Um, like you said, Carnival, they're another band that I've really been loving quite a lot recently and i've been also listening to a lot of indie music like uh everything everything from the uk mm-hmm. uh, i'm a big fan of they're kind of taking the whole it's almost like indie pop but giving it more of a an old gentle giant-esque prog slant to it which uh-huh. is uh it's really cool because they're quite they're almost seen as a mainstream band over here but they've got they've got some uh, prog sensibilities as well which is you know, really interesting. And Bonnie Bear, you're a fan of? Yes, yes, I actually Bonnie heard Bear. them. Mm-hmm. They're really cool. The guy, the main guy um, from that was one guy essentially called Justin Vernon, and he has another group called Volcano Choir, which uh, really, really hit the spot with me. So it's quite a lot of stuff I've been listening to recently, and it definitely, I feel, adds fuel to my engine when it comes to composing music. Do you ever go back and listen to an older Haken album to get a feel for it or remember something you did or use it as an inspiration? Well, when I was, cause I was, when I was writing the early um, albums, uh, I, I had so many old ideas that just didn't get used, like like whole almost whole compositions sometimes. So every every few months I'll go back and I've got a, I've got a computer which is a bit kind of outdated now, now that MacBooks have kind of taken over. <laughs> uh, but it's an old kind of wagon of a computer that I sometimes go to and um, just dip into some old ideas and see what I can develop from like, little snippets of inspiration, I guess. But um, yeah, uh, I guess we, we play a lot of the songs live, so I don't, I don't necessarily sit down and listen to our albums, but we, when we're kind of practicing for a tour, we get to play through and listen to the songs enough, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like I've been in radio for 30 years, and people are like, do you go back and listen to your interviews? I'm like, no, no, I had the conversation. I really don't need, you know, <laughs> I, I have a good memory so far. And Exactly, and also you want to be moving forward. And if you, exactly. if you look back too much uh, to your older stuff for inspiration, um, sometimes you're going to prevent yourself moving forward. Well, Richard, it was a blast to talk to you today. I cannot wait. I have seen you live before, and now I've seen this recent DVD, but I am so psyched for this tour because I love Vector so much. Well, what show are you coming to? Uh, the Fort Lauderdale show. Ah, oh, nice, nice. Well, bring, bring your family down and make it a family day out. It's going to be... Um it's going to be a fun one, I feel. It's going to be hot, hopefully, as well. Yeah, it'll... It, well, November... Hopefully, it'll be one of those cooler weeks where it's not 90. Sure. Well, that's going to be massively hot <laughs> compared to 90. <laughs> uh, yeah, looking forward to catching up. And just come over and say hello. We'll grab a drink or something. Sounds like a plan, Richard. Thanks for spending the time today. Nice one. Take it easy. Have a good day.